Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 533, for the week of February 22nd, 2020. I'm Chris Privetier, bringing you the week's RPG news. Uh, joining us today, it sounds like we have a kitty cat. Hi, yeah, Scotty. Maybe. Hi, Scotty. Hi, uh, Josh. Josh Carpenter is Scotty's owner. Hey there. And representative and collaborator. Hello. Uh, and handler. And handler. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> manager makes all the money for Scotty. Then Scotty destroys everything that's purchased with the money. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> also, join it's, us. it's a losing operation. <laughs> it's here. a losing operation. It's a good write-off for taxes, though. Kelly Ryan joins us as well. Hello. Hello. Anna Marie Privetier joins us, but only halfway. RP Gamer is a good write-off for taxes. It is. We only lost a few thousand this year. Yeah, because you. We'll talk later. <laughs> thanks everybody how are you doing if you want to run a video game website for profit no apparently it's a good tax shelter for PAX hotels though <laughs> <laughs> how's everyone doing uh, excellent um, <laughs> even though my sinuses have been crazy because the weather won't make up its damn mind Yep. Yeah, it's been really weird here. It'll be like, hey, um, it's it's like five degrees right now, but it'll get up to thirty five today, and then it'll drop down to two tonight. It's like, right. well, we're doing the health thing. I've been sick for days now, and I'm putting up with it fine, such that Anna probably hasn't even noticed much. So that's good. You've been a little grouchy. Yeah, but I've been doing everything you asked me to do, so that's, that's good, true. right? Um, Anna's sicker because today she's probably getting my cold and a headache at the same time. So we're sitting in the dark. So if you're watching on the stream, that's why. It's because she's light sensitive and doesn't have her fancy glasses on. I am wearing my rose tinted glasses. Ooh. Do I get to complain about how Super Nintendo games are better than PS2 or something? Well, they are. Oh no, Chris. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Th- name that, a that's... name a name a PS2 game that's good. Dark Cloud Two. No. I tried Kingdom it. Um, Final Fantasy Trash. Ten. Uh, Disgaea. Final Fantasy Ten. I will counter and Persona say dodging 3. lightning bolts. Oh shoot! Um, Persona games. Persona Four. Oh uh, yes, surprise! I'm here too. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, Jonathan Stringer, how you doing? Jonathan, we missed you. What do you, you think about? What's your favorite Persona Two game, bro? What's your say, favorite <laughs> PS Two game? PS Two. Man. Did you have a PS Two? Oh yeah. Okay. Trying to think. I really like Sukoden Three. Jonathan I haven't played missed that us one. so much that yesterday was his day off, and at ten forty-five he sat down in front of his computer and put his headset on and was waiting for us to call him. Yep. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Why? <laughs> I have, uh, every other Friday I get off. And so I guess I thought it was Saturday when I woke oh, up. Oh, like seriously? Okay. Ouch. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was Saturday. How long did we uh, accidentally keep you there for? Oh, it was like five minutes. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Simon just went looking for the litter boxes and had to redirect himself to another room in the house, Anna. It was also one of those good revelations. He came so from... Like... <laughs> Our cat is a moron. Yeah, but it's, he's... So... We changed things on him. So... We decided 
because we want to let Jeannie have more ownership of the house, we would close the basement where the cat boxes used to be. So we, we put two litter boxes in Jeannie's room, which is actually the cat room. And we put two oh, litter I'm boxes in the kitchen. I'm already bored of this story. Come on. Because my parents are coming and we're going to need the kitchen. All four litter boxes got moved to the cat room. Except as of yesterday, one of them didn't have litter. And Simon went into the box that had no litter and scraped the bottom of the box. And Why does he pick the empty one? And then he um, walked. There's three others. The, he that walked have... left into the next box and got confused. And then he walked left again. And that's the box he pooped in. <laughs> Your I cat had... is an idiot. Yeah. I have had my cats pee in the bottom of the litter box while I was changing it because they <laughs> couldn't, just absolutely could not wait for me to fill it with... Um, clean a letter and we call that in my house when one of the cats just has to be the first one to pee in the litter box we call that first post first post <laughs> first <laughs> first because we think that's the mentality well, that's about the level of quality yep yeah first. cats are weird and today he came out of the spare room went into the bedroom to try to annoy Sophie didn't work went out to the kitchen and then sat in front of the Where the boxes Nexus. used to be and started crying, right? And then he came where back to the Nexus of bedroom, office where we are, and the cat room and just sat there and looked confused. I'm so lost. <laughs> anyway, oh, enough about our cat. Well, right? no, one more funny one. Oh, no. uh, upstairs, the cat just turned on the Xbox One. What? So... It's a, it's on the lowest tier of the our Xbox, entertainment center. No, it's it's on the lowest tier of our entertainment center upstairs. And when they're playing, sometimes their toe beans will like touch the little touchpad that activates it. Yeah. <laughs> and when when the TV gets a signal, it'll turn on the TV too. So Vaughn, if you're up there, the Xbox is on. <laughs> Vaughn watches the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can too at twitch.tv slash rpgamer every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. All Vaughn right. just said thanks. I want to know what people have been playing. Uh, you and I have both been playing Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise. Because I lost my next round of races. I Yay. lost my next round of races. That seed was awful. Yeah, you I had spent, a bad one. Oh, I spent like at least 50% of that seed with a party of Rydia, um, Palum, and Edward. Mm -hmm. None of those people are good. <laughs> at least not to start. So, yeah, that was rough. And then I, yeah, I made, deci I made routing decisions where it was like me and my partner there were two things that me and my partner could check and I went one way and he went the other and he won. So, such is life. You were just slower. Thanks. But, but it's kind of what it boils Yeah, I know. I know. We're having fun with this free enterprise stuff. Uh, Twitch.tv slash free enterprise. Subscribe. Ring the bell for notifications or whatever so you can get notified and watch people and race. It's really fun. FF4FE.com if you're interested in kind of figuring out what the randomizer is, what it randomizes, if you want to play. Um, yeah. Um, I also continued my Picross Lord of the Nazarick. That game's um, weird. Yeah. 
You're a dark lord who doesn't know, doesn't have any memories or yeah. something. So he's calling in his minions and they're recounting their tales through Picross puzzles. Which is also weird, but in a different way. <laughs> it works. It works. Um, and then I started, we have a, I, I'm playing this for a review. <laughs> Otherwise I do Snack quit. World. Yeah. Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold. Um, and oh. I don't know. Everybody's like, is this like fantasy life? It's not no. at all like yeah. fantasy life. It's like fantasy life it, if it was bad. <laughs> everything I've everything I've seen about this game has just been about the localization being kind of out of the left field. Localization other... is not good. Yep, oh. it's poop. Um, it's uh, funny. I was having a conversation. I was having two separate DM conversations with two other people that were reviewing it, and one of my friends said it's worse than working designs at its peak. And I said to him, Chris, you worked at Working Designs. He says, yes, exactly. Uh. <laughs> I mean, at least the Working Designs weird references were kind of NPCs so that you didn't, they weren't really in your face. And yeah. it sounds like this is like horrible modern references. Yeah. So the one of the places that you have to go to get quests is Cafe Cofefe. Oh, jeez. Um, one of the chapters I was chasing after a moisturizer that was called uh, Crappin Number Two Extreme Moisturizer. It was literally a number two. <laughs> it was poop. This, and I don't know. It's weird because it's like it's like seventy percent of this game was localized by my four-year-old nephew. And the other 30% was localized by an adult that just has a really weird sense of humor that I don't share. And so it's like you're waffling back and forth between kind of like these witty statements that are kind of funny. So it's like, uh, heads up, soldier, you just need to RTFM, which is, of course, read the fabulous manual. Huh, kind of funny. And then yeah. it's like you're chasing the crappin'. Okay. Release the crappin'. <clears throat> So is this one of those where it was obviously extremely punny in Japanese and they've I'm just sure gone down was. a weird path to make and it in English? Yeah. It, from everything that I can tell from like talking to people who played some of the Japanese game on the 3DS and like um, people that played a little bit on the the Japanese Switch. Yeah, this is like a really punny, silly game. But they've taken like a very punny, silly conversation that's kind of intended for children and made it almost adult. Like a lot of these jokes are like nuanced and sexual in a way, it's sexual or political in a way that a child is not going to get these jokes. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, Player One podcast people actually got a refund for it because he wanted to play it co-op with his daughter. And yeah, it's it not was, appropriate for children. He, said that it was so raunchy that he just couldn't deal with deal with that kind of stuff and um, he had to get a digital So refund. why did people think it was for kids? Because the because the aesthetic and the gameplay style definitely is yokai watch. It okay. is in that lane of like aren't tween. there animes that are like that though that are for adults? Yeah, but they don't yeah. tend to have this kind of artistic style. That's what I'm talking about with this style. No. All right. And if there is, I would I would kind of want examples. Well, I'm just not sure that's common for like level five. I can't think of any other stuff that's super adult oriented. But you like adult stuff, Anna. Why don't you like this? 
Because um, it's not funny, right? It's yeah, not even it, well written. Yeah, and it's like there are hints of like suave writing, but most of it, it this is incredibly immature. Suave it's the writing. same way that I don't like Bridesmaids. I, it, it isn't that Bridesmaid isn't funny. It's that it's not my sense of humor. But at, le- at least in terms of Snack World, I, I think it is less, hey, this is probably funny. It's just not funny to me. And wow, actually, nobody thinks this is funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, we watched Bridesmaids with your dad and your sister, and they no, were cracking we up the whole time. Bridesmaids in our room. No, we didn't. In, we yeah, rented it from a red box and watched it, it at your box, dad's place. Watched it in my dad's place in our bedroom without them. It was just the two of us. I swore we like watched it, it in the limit. I didn't. It's just not my kind of humor. It was the same week we also watched that DC Green Lantern movie, which you did like, which <laughs> proves that you have no actual taste. Hey, I liked that. <laughs> oh, look, I unironically like that Three Musketeers movie that you and I sat we had in the theater and watched that. alone. It was awful, and we recognized it was awful, and we liked it anyway. That's a different discussion. There's there's like this thing where it's like something is so bad, it almost wraps around to being good. Yeah. Yeah. That's Three Musketeers. Yep. That's not Snack World. And it's such a bummer because I think that it has like a cool, very satisfying, very tight gameplay loop, which is go out into a zone, do the thing, come back home. And all these missions, except for like boss runs, are like 15 minutes. So you can play one and then put it away or chain a bunch of them together to do long um, gameplay sessions except the bosses the boss is usually take about an hour i think the gameplay is really solid um some of the turn is this turn-based or is this uh... no it's actiony um i want to compare it to monster hunter and chris refuses to let me compare it to monster hunter i watched you do it it's more like a diablo you beat up multiple enemies and they drop loot that has nothing to do with monster hunter you think it's Monster Hunter because you team up with other people. You then use that loot to construct, fabricate, um, and fortify yeah. your equipment. Okay, so it has equipment crafting. That mm-hmm. also does not make Monster Hunter. That's not the only game that has equipment cra- okay. crafting. I just, I don't know what to compare it to, so I'm like, How about uh? poop? You already had the analogy. It's a number two. Flush <laughs> it down. Good gameplay kind of ruined by this very bizarre uneven localization and it's kind of interesting for me and maybe i'm more sensitive to this because i feel like hero land is the opposite where it's like almost too repetitive gameplay that is completely saved by an amazing localization and it's like snack world it's like hey this is a solid gameplay loop too bad it's being brought down by this garbage localization so at hey, the moment, do not recommend how this game works. Yeah, you sure. Done that. You yeah. um f- you find a mission in town, and that's either by talking to NPCs or following the main story. All right. And you choose one of those missions, and then you go out onto the mission. And missions take place in a limited area that has monsters and breakables and loot to pick up. And you perform the task that you are intended to do. That can be chasing down an NPC. That can be beating a certain amount of enemies. That can be defeating a boss that is in that specific area. That can be beating a chapter boss, which are much harder. Um, And then once you're done that task or set of tasks, you teleport back to town with your loot. 
So what is this? I'm watching like Snack World the movie on someone's YouTube channel. Can you like watch all the cutscenes in order or something without interruption? No. Or is this person just doing something weird. Yeah. Um, Some people just string together cutscenes and put them on YouTube. Oh, is that what happens? Okay. Yeah, it's it's very handy for doing backtrack research. Ah. Okay. Yeah, and so um, the game is sort of centered around this concept of permits. And so every action that you want to perform, whether it's going to a specific zone. um, Oh, yeah. And then there's those genies that are so painfully stereotypically gay. Mm -hmm. It is frustrating. It it could have been funny, um, but it's not because they've just they've they've pushed it past 11 basically. Well, I found the crap mm. in him. Got the crap beat out of him. So, yeah, there's the genie aces. Mm-hmm. And one is genie A, one is genie C, and one is genie E. Funny, right? Except one of them is there. when they met me and I play a female character, they said, ew, it's a girl, and then they hit on Chup instead. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of them is painfully limp-wristed, and mm-hmm. one of them shrieks at you, you fiend, every time you talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just so painfully Hollywood gay that it's just, it go, it has gone from, hey, that's kind of funny, haha, stereotypical gay, to, ugh, I have to interact with these guys again. Great. Okay. What's so. this mermaidal? Mermaidal. Mermaidal. Okay. I'm done with this game. What else do we got? Um, yeah, that's everything that I've been playing. So, Kelly, tell no, us about... No, no. Skip her for now. We'll okay. come back to that. Um, Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been on, so tell us about what you've been playing. Oh, so I do have a review game I'm in the middle of, and that's that Corruption 2029. They just kind of got thrown out there all of a sudden, like, hey, guys, we have a new game. Oh, that's the, that's the, the duck zero, people. Yeah. Yep. And so I got that. I started playing it. Um, and you could see how they were able to pump a game out like that so fast because it's very, very similar to the other game. So obviously the same engine, same platform. Use a lot of the same code. Uh, assets. Uh, the graphics look nice. The combat and the gameplay is very, very similar. I would say this one's less um, of a narrative adventure type game. And more of a, here's your three guys, and you're going to do these missions. So you do a mission, you come back to base, you change your loadout, you do another mission. And the stealth-type mechanics is still there. So I don't know if you'll like this game either, Chris. Um, oh. I call it kind of, it's a, it does, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's an XCOM game, but everyone that has, every game that has tactical combat that's on the PC with guns, they call it an XCOM game. I don't really like that comparison because to me, XCOM is so much more about the strategic layer. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these games don't have the strategic layers and and that's fine. They don't have to. This one does though, right? No, no, no. You are organizing uh, around corners and taking cover and stuff. That's not, that's tactical. Okay. The strategic uh, layer. You also explain me the difference between, Oh, Oh, you have none of the outside of battle. Right. Okay. So, yeah. and like XCOM, going to the missions is just one part of the game, right? Yeah. Where yep. a lot of it's you, you know, all the base. So that's what they call the strategic layer. Okay. And then um, this is just tactical combat. This reminds me more of, 
in some ways of like a JRPG structure where you you go from a little map point to map point and then in our mission. This is a little more loose, but to me, this is almost like action tactical. So you, you walk around using WASD as you or you if you're using a controller with your analog stick and usually you're going to be in stealth, which is just your you just left click mm-hmm. and puts all three of your guys in stealth. And when you're in stealth, enemies have like a ring around them, which is their detection range. If you get close to it, that ring slowly starts expanding. Uh, but a lot of it, a lot of the gameplay is walking around the map in stealth to see, pick, figure out what's your best plan of attack, uh, finding guys that, that have just the four health because you can one-shot them with your silenced weapon. And so if you kill them with your silenced weapon out of stealth, they don't alert the other enemies. So you kill them and you're out of combat. You stay out of combat. Um, so just like how you didn't like a mutant year zero, you'd walk around and you'd pick off all the extra guys first to then get into combat. It's, it's like that again. Um, so that's the big gameplay repeat mechanic. Walk around in stealth, pick off the weak ones. Every now and then it'll be like a radio or a TV where you can distract. So you got to go find those and it'll make one of the guys walk away, usually allowing you to kill him without being heard or isolating one of the weak guys so you can one-shot them. And um, and then inevitably you get in a fight uh, with the guys you can't one-shot with silence weapons in. Each mission, you get a reward or, or an extra reward. They also have these medals. Is it really the same thing where you have to like go around the entire map and pick off everyone you can so you can survive the battle with who's left? Pretty much. Oh, I really hated that's that in that other game. Pretty much. That's the and to me at first, I didn't like it as much in the other game because it's not what I was either expecting or wanting. Mm-hmm. But as I've got, done it in this game, it's not so bad, because I know that's what I'm getting now. I, I yeah. guess it's expectations were a big part of it. Sure. Though, I, while I say that, it's not that bad, I also can say it gets a little old, because I'm walking around so slow and stealth, right? And then it's sometimes frustrating, because, hey, I shot this guy, and this guy heard or saw me, and oh, he's start kind of over. far away. Yep. <laughs> Like, uh, but then no, no I was recovery. Able to kill, this, kill this other guy, and the guy was like, I feel like almost right next to him, and he didn't know. So sometimes it it feels like that detection's uh, not consistent. It probably is, but it, it's a little frustrating at times. Yeah. Um, so there's not you know you only get your three characters. They don't really level up. Uh, there's no experience. So it's, it's very. I wouldn't even almost say it's an RPG. Uh, you get your guys better by getting rewards, and you have three implants you can put in. Basically, you can think of implants as almost like pieces of armor, and you get new guns you can get. Are your guys disposable? No. Okay. It's just you're, oh. you have three guys, and that's it. You get them the very, you get them at the very beginning of the first mission. All three of your guys, and that's the three guys you have for the entire game, I believe. And they don't really have any dialogue. You the story is not. It's not like Mutant Year Zero where there's a lot of, um, more. That's felt more like an adventure. Uh, so this, the only kind of story you get is in between missions and walking around enemies, and they'll have conversations. And uh, it's like it's post-apocalyptic uh, USA where there's two different factions that are fighting each other. Is the premise? So it sounds like I'm being overly negative. Um, the actual gameplay, it, you know, once you get it down, is it's sort of repetitive. It's pretty fun. the The voice acting on the, the those talks I was talking about is actually quite good. Um, the, the graphics look really good for especially being a $20 game. 
those kind of things are fun. Uh, it's it's fairly well polished, except I'm getting. I think there's some kind of memory leak or something because I'll play after about an hour, hour and a half, two hours, somewhere around there. Where I've played like a mission or two. It'll just like lock my computer down and restart my computer. Um, but it's not like I have performance issues before that. It's not like it's running poorly and up. Oh, look, something's about to happen. That's just I'm playing and then boom, done. So that's happened about three times. And it's usually my cue to, okay, I'm done for the night. So do you feel like they've improved the formula since Mutant Year Zero? I don't think the formula's really changed. Okay. I think it's just, it's, it's kind of more like the Gaiden, right? It's kind of more like, okay, Mutant Year Zero is the more, I mean, it's a different IP. It's a different world. Mutant Year Zero is more of the Baldur's Gate. And this is more of the Icewind Dale, where it's hmm. more just combat and missions and no walk. You don't go to the town. You don't do any kind of. Uh, there's not a lot of story interaction between the characters. Are just kind of people in your group that you have, and not really characters. Mm-hmm. At least so far as I've seen. So that's kind of how I see. It. And it's not. It's it's you know for a forty to sixty dollar game, it'd be one thing. It's a twenty dollar game. So for those who liked Mutant Year Zero, you're just kind of getting more in a new setting and maybe focusing on the things you care about more, if, if that's what you like. Okay. So for, for its price, it's it's probably worth it, for especially especially if people like Mutant Year Zero. If you didn't like Mutant Year Zero, stay away from this. <sighs> I'm sitting here watching, and I'm like, oh, man, I'd like to play a tactical game like that again. And it's like, no, I I should know better. <laughs> this isn't the one for me. I should like install War of the Chosen or something if that's what I'm going to go for. <laughs> yeah, and, and there is some um, satisfaction with coming up with a good plan of okay, I'm going to get this guy first, and this guy's going to come around. I'm going to kill him there. Uh, that's pretty. That that's pretty uh, satisfying. But then again, I also don't like some of the hit percent chances. So if your hit percent chance is 25, percent and I just tried this one night, it's like you never hit, and obviously. Yeah. You shouldn't hit often, right? No. But I remember this guy, this enemy kept going from one side of this tank to the other side using cover. And every single time it said my guys had 25% chance to hit. I probably shot him like 15 to 20 times, and I never hit him. Ugh. So, you, you know, obviously that, that happens, but you should at least have should have thought you'd hit once or twice out of those, you know, 15 to 20 attempts. And then, like, on the flip side, 75%. I can't remember the last time I missed at 75%. So, it's, haven't they learned from XCOM? It's supposed to be the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> you always miss at seventy-five and hit at twenty-five. Come on. Yeah, and then fifty-fifty actually feels like fifty-fifty. Yeah, fifty percent. But the set, the seventy-five and the twenty-five. It's like, I wonder if there's actually a calculation that's not just twenty-five, fifty, seventy-five, and then just rounding up or down. Oh. So maybe my chance is really like two percent. And so we just rounded it up to 25. Could be that's terrible. The closest one. You just you Maybe. have no idea. I, I I just don't know. I don't know what's the math behind it. So that's a little annoying at times. I, it, it's not a game breaker. Uh, just I should just think if I'm shooting at 25, percent I'm probably not hitting, and oh. ever, and and basically make that almost a zero. Um, you can do things like Overwatch, and the guns' ranges seem very very short. Uh, even with like, like it's, it seems like they should be able to shoot farther than they than they're able to, but it's very more close combat, close quarters. Ugh. 
right, but, well, so I'm, the, I'm going through that game. Yeah, it's, what else you got for me, Jonathan? So I did start playing Rocksmith. I talked about that again. I had it on PS3 a long time ago, and now I'm playing it on my PC, and I had a lot of fun trying to figure how to get my PC to read my USB port. It doesn't USB 3.0 doesn't play nice, so I had to put it in the, like the little USB C, and it finally read it. Uh, so I'm not gonna go. It's hey, I have this guitar and I bought it a while back, and I wanted to learn. Now I'm trying to learn again. So it's fun. I'm trying to make sure I do it like an hour a day. All right, do that. You'll slowly start getting better, but it's frustrating. Definitely, it's frustrating. Um, any of you guys play that at all? No, not at all. <laughs> um, so. I also jumped back to try for like the third time playing Divinity Original Sin. And I want to say it like I say the third time, and it's not like I did not enjoy the first two tries. I did like the game, and it's like right up my, you know, gaming preferences alley. But it was the first one. Yep, first one. Okay. I want to play through and beat that for. And I've actually that, already played they, some They of the have different one. tones, just so you know. So if you don't like how yeah. silly this one is, you might want to skip to the second one. And they aren't really connected that much. Yeah, it's... If I play... I have some weird issue to where if there's like a multi-game series, I almost always have to play with the... the start at the first one and play them all it's through. It's okay. It's okay. I'm the same way. Yeah, okay. I have to. Unless I just absolutely hate one of the games. But I actually uh, like this I game. would say that they're... Oh, okay. Well, then forget it. If you're enjoying yeah. it, then enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it too before I stopped playing. Actually, the first time I've tried playing, it was multiplayer, and oh, I just yeah, I can't play. And it, it's made to be I that way. I don't think these games are good multiplayer games. They're but they're, they're made to be though. That's the problem. They're I have made to like... be multiplayer games. I don't think they're made to be good multiplayer games because the audience they're for, like this PC RPG audience that clicks on all the dialogues and reads all the things yeah. and thinks about what they're doing, they don't want to miss an action happening over on the other side of the map. That's terrible. That's like the opposite of what they want. I yeah. I don't know. I mean, they made it function and like the and it's even better implemented in the second game, but it just. It like fundamentally to me seems against what you're trying to get out of a game like this. It all depends on what you're playing for, I guess. So I, I'm with you, Chris. I'm the same way. But like back in the day, people love playing Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two multiplayer. Okay. Like they have such fond memories of that. I think that's why they put this in there. Like I wasn't this. old enough for that, or didn't wasn't into that scene back then. So I didn't I didn't get any of that. So maybe that's what I'm missing. And there's still people that talk about how much fun they had in the old, playing Baldur's Gate and the multiplayer back. I didn't enjoy it then much because I wanted all my NPCs and stuff. But even then, I played with my brother, and he'd be like clicking on stuff, initiating conversations over here. I'm starting to get lost in the story because I don't know what's going on. Uh, skipping through this. Oh, we don't need to hear what this guy has to say. It's oh, too no, disjointed. No, can't do that. No. Yeah. yeah. It's like you both have to be invested and have a notebook. <laughs> yeah, and make sure the other person's there. Oh, I talked to this guy, and he was in the bathroom, and then he missed this. And it was just hard to get this. So I do think then, in the second game they make it so that you can't miss dialogue like that, but yeah. it still seems like it would be frustrating to me. Well, it, and I did play the second game multiplayer, too, with oh, three okay. people. Yeah, And that was also frustrating because I'm... You know what? It's more so in the battles because I have a, a game plan in my head. Okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And unless you have like one person telling the other people what to do and what what fun is that, then it's hard to get a cohesive strategy going. 
So he's doing this, and then he's running over and doing that. And it's like, oh, we probably need to kill this guy. And it's hard for me to kind of keep track and keep ownership of what my team is doing in the fight. Unless the other person is just barking orders at each other. And then that starts getting annoying for you and them or the other way around. So I think I like these better single player. And I'm going to make an effort to do this. But that's kind of what I'll play if it's like still early and corruption crashes. I'm like, okay, I'll play some Divinity now. Um, and then the last thing, BWL Blackwing Lair just released for a classic, so we went through that last week and cleared old Neff. And it's it's so weird as I go through these, and we went through the entire dungeon on the first week it was open, and we wiped a few times on Veil, wiped a couple times on the Fire Mall, and got Chromag on the third try, even though we had the the time stop one, I can't think of the color. The hard one, the hard combo. And then we like one shot Neff. And I remember back in the day how many times we tried fighting Neff. And if he took several weeks of learning and grinding on him, here we just walk in and kill him. So it's it's definitely class old vanilla WoW, but not at the same time. Mm. And probably some good. I don't know if I could sit there and, you know, smash my head up against a wall for a boss like that for weeks anymore. But yeah, that's my. That's my uh, status update in BWLs. We have it on farm clear already. So now there we'll you go. Wait for Z- Kelly and, wait for Z- and Anna, you got to go get on bar- farm clear for BWL. What are you waiting for? <laughs> They're both not even speaking. Because <laughs> no. I'm too busy it. laughing I, quietly. I would, I would rather just, you know, go into retail and shoot Neff in the face. Oh, I. I can't play retail because I don't like all the stuff they've done to retail. Uh, How dare they? Adding all that quality of life. Mm, there's quality there's of life that, I like. I know. <laughs> and I do wish there was a few quality of life things in classic. It's, it's like you get some without the others, and then I don't know. It's uh, like respecking for free or dual specking. Mm-hmm. I miss that. Because now it makes me not want to PvP because I don't want to pay 50 gold every time to respect. Things like that are annoying. But then there's other things I like better. So it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of things. Mm-hmm. I just well, don't want to ever have to deal with ammo ever again since I'm main <laughs> hunter. Yeah, that's that would be one. I don't have to worry about that. I'm a rogue now. <laughs> I picked a very low maintenance class. I just got to buy poisons and and thistle tea. Only. Only. I don't got to do shards. I don't got to do ammo. But you do have to to level lock picking. Oh, yeah. I did that a long time ago. (laughs) I remember back in the day, there's this one chest out in the barrens that you can farm over and over again. But it's also it was also very camped, and it's like I guess yeah. this rogue isn't going to be that kind of rogue. It's that rogue quest I... up there. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <clears throat> that was a little annoying to do level of block picking, but it wasn't too too bad. Chris, did you ever have to do the quest to unlock aquatic form? Yeah. Okay. Oh god, that one. I did that. I unlocked um, epic flight form, even though I technically didn't have to. I went and made myself do the quest, so I knew what it was about. I, forgot I like about that stuff. The... I think that's cool stuff to have in the game, but I also recognize that it was annoying. But like 
Otherwise, your class has no character when they take that stuff out. And so what, I kind of don't agree with them taking it all out. What annoyed me back in the day was that you had a pretty neat quest for getting bear form for Druid, but then they never had a cat form quest at level 20. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's uh, stuff they should lean into more, and that's not the direction they went. And still I don't know that I'm going to play I still need to expansion. drag you through Classic. You keep threatening it, but like I've sit there, and I've been like, "Let's do it this week," and you're like, Ugh. "Oh, I don't like, want to do it right now because we're in that football gauntlet tournament." You're the one who doesn't want to do it now. It's like, I, right. I do want to do it. I just need to figure out time. Like, I got battle that right here. I'll install it. And to be honest, that whole Oops. level your guy from one to sixty was pretty fun again. It was kind of I was like, "Okay, I'm a, what, you know, how far am I going to get?" You okay, know, that's a lie. Today? That's a lie. Oh, it was. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. The, what's disappointed me the most now is I was excited about PvP and Battlegrounds, and I haven't really done them, and they haven't been fun. It's either to me back when I back in vanilla, it was okay. You just you play, and every now and then you you get a bunch of premades, but it wasn't too bad. Now it's just like all you, if you if you pug queue, or even if you do with a small group, you're gonna play against premades that sit there and have. A bunch of free action potions and all these pots and consumables so they can win. And they just grind the hell out of it. And it's like, I remember back then, it was like, oh, I made that, I actually made that guy waste a pot in you know, PvP. Now it's <laughs> like, you are, you better be having all your all your consumables. They, they probably go through a ton of consumables just to win a PvP. And it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna farm all that stuff just to, or use all that gold just to have consumables to, the fighting battlegrounds. So that's, it's kind of, it's, it's become much more, it's definitely much more min maxed these days in all aspects. Yeah. But I guess I've talked a while. You say that like it's a bad thing. Josh, fire emblem. Yeah. I'll get the mic. How does it finish? <laughs> do, you, do you finish the, you finish the DLC? Uh, I'm getting close to the end. Is it too um, hard? Is it hard? It is considerably more difficult than the original game. Like I, for this one, I swapped it over. I think I played the original game on normal. I've been hearing which was way I've too easy. I've been hearing feedback from people who who heard that they should have played the original game on like classic hard. Now they're trying that on this and finding that it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> so it's like, oops, maybe don't do that for this DLC. <laughs> yeah. See. I, I Oops, all out... dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I started playing this. I, I, I knew not to go the uh, classic route because I didn't want to have to fight, you know, like redo stuff every single time someone died on hard. So I went hard casual so I get my characters back after the uh, after that map. Yeah. So that was, that was actually a really good difficulty because it is it is considerably. I played a li, I played a handful of the maps on hard just to see uh, of the original game because I was curious and even that wasn't that hard, and normal was just kind of cakewalk. This one hard is pretty dang hard, and the unfortunately I finally kind of wussed out last night because uh, I was on. I Can don't you know change if it was like the a, difficulty. Yeah. You can go down okay. you can't go back up after you go down i have no clue why it was like that in the original game too i just searched it... for sewer babies on youtube and it came up <laughs> <laughs> i 
I just do sewer babies? It doesn't come up. No, it turns some sort of Lego movie thing. Okay. But Fire Emblem Three Houses sewer babies. Yep. Comes right up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excellent marketing is what they should have used. Um, no, no, I got to this mission last night, and um, even if you're playing like I was on casual, there's this mission where you're being chased through the sewers, and like you're the whole mission is like you're doing a fighting retreat, and you're going between these series of gates, and you have like 10 turns to get from where you start to the next, get all your characters through the next gate before it shuts. And as a part of the fail state for that mission is like, if any of your characters die, it's game over. So it doesn't matter what difficult, you know, what setting you have it on. Nobody can die. Okay. And so it's like, it's in a sewer. It's really constrained. There's not a lot of room to move around. And so it becomes like, it it was like a incredibly brutal um, mission because you're trying, you know, like you're trying to keep your, you, you know, you're getting attacked from the front. You're getting attacked from the rear. You can't just kind of like leave your weaker units in the rear. You have to make sure that no one's getting ganged up on by the enemies. Like, you know, like normally I'd want to stick Edelgard out front to kind of like, oh, you know, like usually huge tank can take lots of damage, but she's really weak to magic. And when you're playing on hard, all it takes is like one magic user comes over, gets a double and she's dead. And you're yep. just, oh, oh. <laughs> So it's so brutal. I got I, I fought my way through that on hard, hard, all got all the way to the end. And right when you get to the last little chamber, basically you have to fight a whole nother you're in this tiny little room and you have to fight this entire army that's just the same size as you. And I ended up getting killed, getting a couple of my characters killed and ran out of divine pulses and it was game over. And I was just like, okay, I'm just too old for this crap. I'm just gonna bump <laughs> it down to normal and <laughs> do this the old-fashioned way and i don't know I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's meant to be hard so i don't think oh, you should feel bad about it i think like no, this no, is no. this one is is i guess well they added maddening didn't they so i don't know who yeah. this is for and there's no maddening in this one is there i don't believe so no maddening isn't an option <sighs> oh whatever but I, like you're I supposed said, to I have played the game of... four times by now you should be really good at it should be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I've I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, um, this was just, the, you know, if if I were, if I had more time, I'm sure I just would have played it again and figured out a better, better strategy for it. Because I I know I screwed up in a couple of different places. Um, part of which, like, at first I didn't realize, um, it just kind of tells you like, oh, you have like 10 turns to get before the gate closes. And at first I was like, oh, crap, do I have to get all the way to the end of this mission in 10 turns? It doesn't look possible. And then I realized, like, oh, actually, there's, like, a series of gates, and it's, like, 10 turns you have between each one. And so there's also, like, a little bit of strategy involved. Like, you might leave a couple of characters behind and not... Because once everyone gets through the gates, the gate closes, and then, like, new enemies appear. So there's, like, part of the strategy is, like, trying to fight some of the people who are chasing you while also... Um, yeah, you know, like you don't want to trigger move. the next set yeah. of enemies. Oh, okay. Very, very, very XCOM-y. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it felt lo- a lot like, like one of the, like one of those XCOM missions. But you couldn't, because of the, that Way more like turn... the DS games in that description than the, mm-hmm. than the Switch game was, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, 
like like I said, there was a lot of a lot of interesting strategy to it. Like you couldn't just turtle your way across because you've got this time limit. Yeah. You know, you got to keep it moving, and you're being attacked from all sides. Like it was it was a lot of fun. It's a really neat mission. It's just it's really hard if you're playing on the harder difficulty. <laughs> so I wussed out, went down to normal, and unfortunately that was just cakewalk. Oh, there's no middle I ground. Know. No, no. <sighs> yeah, so. It's fun. I've probably got another mission or two left before I'm finishing it up. But like I've really enjoyed it. It's been a, it's been a really good DLC. I like the characters. They're all a lot of fun. It's interesting. A little bit of side story. I'll be curious to see how well they get integrated into the real game once I finish it and kind of like start another playthrough of it. Anna, why aren't we playing this? Because I'm suffering through Snack World. Oh. Oh man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I apologize, Anna. You know why I'm not playing it? Because I can't play it on my PC, and that's all I want to play lately is my oh, PC. Cool. I don't know why. I think because I have a new PC, and it still ha- makes me happy. Yeah. Join the master race. Join the master race. <laughs> oh, please, not this conversation. How do I do the, um, how do I do the Switch emulation? Is that Chris. a thing? It's not a thing, is it? Chris. What? No. I don't want to pirate. Move I want on. to put my actual game cartridge in. I'll lick it. I'll put it in the SD card slot and then play my Switch game. Oh, why are you so gross? You. <laughs> oh, you're the one who liked that bitter tea yesterday. Should sw- <laughs> I should make you a tea out of Switch cartridges. So, <laughs> you think that there's... would work? If you put a Switch tar- cartridge in hot water, would you get bitter tea? There's an Asian place that we like, and they do bubble tea. So I asked for green tea bubble tea, and I like it because it's it's bitter but it has the bubbles and the bubbles are sweet and delicious and Uh i said to chris don't drink my bubble tea (laughs) not because i'm unwilling to share but because i don't think he's gonna like it and then he's like no promises i'm like get your own bubble tea and he's like well i'm not gonna drink it get get your own bubble tea very much implies you didn't want to share anna Okay. Yeah, but nice to try. me, that didn't imply <laughs> I didn't. I don't want to share. And, but I did not elaborate, and that was my fault. And so he got very angry at me. He's like, "I'm not going to drink your stupid bubble tea." And but then I did try five the minutes later, like, ah! I get in all caps, "OMG, so bitter!" I'm like, "You drank my bubble tea." <laughs> oh, it, I... it could have been worse because I had I bought some chicken nuggets once and my husband grabbed one from my plate and took a bite and was like these suck. And then like every 5 minutes, every 5 minutes he kept grabbing one and eating it. I'm like if they suck then why are you eating them? He's like I don't know. <laughs> I have a problem. I hate this. I want to play every game that we're talking about while we're talking about it. And then we talk about a new game and I want to play that game instead. I don't know how to manage these feelings. Someone talk about another game. (laughs) Kelly has a game that I want to play now. Oh, there you go. Well, this this is what started that because I kept hearing them, uh, people talking about games of the decade, Mass Effect. And it's like, you know, I need to try that. Mm. And I did. And I'm really enjoying it. I finished Mass Effect 1. I sacrificed the council. And I made Oh, Anderson... you sacrificed them. Ouch. I made... Harsh. Well, no, I I think 
the the decision was to focus on the thing, mm-hmm. but in doing so, the council was probably going to die, and then the council died, and I made Anderson the new council leader. Yeah. Because uh, I I just I wanted to focus first. on yeah. Ashley should have been your girl. Yeah. You don't realize it. <laughs> but uh... make humanity the great alien again. hater. <laughs> So I I, I supported the council. They were I was loyal and a good member of Galactic Society. I, I didn't like the government. I think I killed it too. It doesn't change I, the second game pretty much at I, all. <laughs> There's like it changes a cutscene. <laughs> I, I think what I got mad about and why I sacrificed the council was because they didn't take me seriously about the Reaper threat threat. Yeah. So it's like, well, well don't screw worry, you. that won't that won't end. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I started Mass Effect 1 and, and then the you're like, who's this changed. guy? And it's like, I'm... oh yeah, I know you put Anderson in charge, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I started Mass Effect 2 and the gameplay change was definitely a little jarring because it's like, why am I not getting weapon drops? Oh, because oh, they're fixed. This is a shooter now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And which I can't hit the broad side of a barn. So thank God for party members that can hit things for me. <laughs> Uh, Just, uh, it's time to go into magic. Bionics. Bionics. Yeah. See, I yep. still want Commando. No. Kelly. Yeah, this is where the magic gets good. Magic. Okay. It's all about throwing people in the air, and then yeah. you get bonuses to hit when they're in the air and stuff like that. I can't well, even think of her name, the bald girl. She's awesome. Yeah, Jack. luckily Jack. I got Jack, and Jack is my new favorite character. All right. She's a crazy bitch, and I love her. <laughs> she's good. <laughs> Uh, I, I love how insensitive she is when she gets on any mission that you're on. Because I, I did the mission where you rescue Jacob's father. And she was like, yeah, they're probably dead by now. <laughs> I'm like, way, way to go, Jack. Way to, you know, mm-hmm. soften the blow. Because I didn't realize that, that uh, Jacob kind of hated his father. But um, so I'm at the point where... I'm All recruiting right. the second set right. of people. I need to hear what's your rating out of ten of Miranda booty. <laughs> um, it's the most important. She got a good booty. She's the most important statement about Mass Effect Two. She, she got a good booty. Okay. That's for sure. <laughs> um, they certainly showed off a lot. <laughs> I was uh, cr- cracking up at the cutscene where you meet Caden again because, you know, he says you joined the the you joined Cerberus. You betrayed me. And having you not alive is, was tearing me apart. And I'm just thinking Tommy was so, you betrayed me, you joined this Cerberus, and I don't care anymore. You're tearing me apart, <laughs> Shepard. Yeah, it's not handled well. <laughs> it's emotionally kludgy in order for you to feel free to hook up with someone else. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. By the way, um, Kelly, do you have a picture mm-hmm. of them on your desk? Uh, I can't remember. I'll have to go look. If you hook I, up I with someone focused. else, Shepard puts the picture down so he doesn't have to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was too focused on the fact that I bought a space hamster. <laughs> Much more important thing to do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, space have hamster. Have you endorsed any stores on the Citadel? Oh, I'd endorsed all, all the stores. All the stores. <laughs> I can't go through the Citadel. Well, I'm Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> It really is my, the best game in the series. My, my Karen Shepard is just asking for all the discounts. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Because in somehow the import, I tried to kind of uncare in her, and then I made it worse by giving her high cheekbones. Oh, no. <laughs> um, How do you it, like that excuse for getting to do a character redesign? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, oh, <sighs> the, the Citadel had me... The Citadel had me in stitches between the guy that was clearly a reference to GameStop. Mm-hmm. Um, Elcor Shakespeare. Elcor Shakespeare! Oh, it's so good. That's <laughs> um, my favorite play on the Citadel. <laughs> on on uh, Omega have, listening to the Elcor Bouncer. Yep. And the guy trying to bribe the Elcor Bouncer was just, <laughs> it had me in stitches. <sighs> Um, the Scottish guy in the uh, engineering also had me in stitches when you recruit Jack and he's like, I can't believe that that lady's just holed up in here. And the other lady goes, well, she's wearing nothing but tattoos up top. Oh, I must go introduce myself to her. And <laughs> she's, a, she's a murderer. I think I'll wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're pretty. Oh, cool. the dialogue has just ha- had me rolling so bad um i killed the bartender in omega that poisoned me. well no i didn't kill him um i used charm to get somebody else to kill him because mm-hmm. <laughs> that pissed me off <laughs> i like the lady in omega i think you get oh you don't have the dlc ah there's dlc to do missions for the lady who owns omega uh but See, whatever. I was gonna hold. I was gonna hold off till I finished the game before doing some of the story DLCs. Well, I thought hey, we didn't have it. Yo, some this, of, some, most yeah. like games like Mass Effect with the DLC, you want to play with it like as you go through the playthrough. It's not. Yeah. It's not like add on. It's like mixed uh, in during the game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, can do of, a lot of it later. It's just it feels it's a better effect to do it throughout. And, and I mean, okay. some of it was even uh, like pre-order DLC, so it was like designed to be integrated. Yeah, right. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. This is why. Okay. That's part of why we were like, you, got, you should. I <laughs> oh, feel I bad it. that you're playing the 360 version with no DLC. It's like, oh, Kelly, <laughs> you have the chance to experience it for the first time the right way. <laughs> no, I experienced it the cheap way, which yeah. isn't the wrong way. Well, no, what? it's not the wrong way, and you are having I, fun with it. So, I mean, I paid seven bucks each for yeah. all three games, so that's a good way to play Mass Effect. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm kind of regretting not playing the second one on the PC because I know I could aim better with the mouse, but at the same time, I, my workstation is my PC, so at the end of the day, I just like being at my couch. Sure. I think Mass Effect's a good couch game. Space cinema. (laughs) It's just uh, you're going to need a different character class is all. (laughs) Yeah, I played it all the way through on on the 360 as well. And I think it gives you aim assist. So it's not... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I'm glad that they actually made the sniper rifle useful in this one for like on really bad boss fights where I just can't hit anything. It's like, okay, I'm whipping out the sniper rifle. Kelly, do you like Morden? Yes, yes. Isn't Morden very, delightful? Do all the conversations with Morden. Do all the conversations with Morden. Oh, Morden. Um, I am right now doing a lot, like a lot of the character side quests are opening. So I just did Jack and Jacobs, and then I think I'm doing uh, Grunts next. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going go to the home world of the Krogan, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. And I'm hoping that Garrus' side quest opens soon because he's the one I'm going to try to romance. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And <clears throat> right now he's just being very uh, tsundere, which. <laughs> yeah. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Have you, um, have you found, um, Oh, what's their name? Legion? No. That would be later, wouldn't it? Or is that the third game? I can't remember. No, that's the second game. Okay. No. But I think that's late that's in later. the game that yeah. you get okay. Legion. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it then. Oh, and I'm also uh, addicted to mining planets. <laughs> so Edie's now in this one. Oh, wait, she was in the first one too? No, she's third game is when she gets a body. No, but like you, she's a character you talk to in this one, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I, I wish I could have seen the scene with the reporter play out differently if oh, I would have punched her in the first Jennifer game. Jennifer Trillbot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't punch her because I was trying to be good. <laughs> have you given up on that now? Well, Kelly, that's the other thing about Mass Effect. You get to play it all through again on the other um, side of morality if you want. Yeah, And then you can true. take all those red triggers and feel real good about it. I read uh, a recent comment on Twitter where they said only 8% of players did the, what is it, the Renegade, Renegade or whatever. Yeah. Wow. And that they put a whole lot of effort into fully fleshing out both, and then hardly anyone, everyone played it the good way. I don't know. I, I'm just inclined to be a nice person. I have a really hard time being a jerk unless I'll somebody... Say, I think that did them a favor, though, because it they would always demo Renegade and it demoed so well and everyone would always react and love it. So I think it sells the game well, even if you don't choose to do it on your playthrough. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've always in like some of the other games where they have those moralities to go one way or the other, usually they don't do it well enough and you get punished more for being bad, mm -hmm. even though you get better short-term games, but a lot, like a lot of times you, well, I can't go in the city or shops anymore because everyone hates me and I can't, um, you know, get this character. I miss it all these quests because I'm evil. But I got some more gold in this one little cutscene, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Because I tried to play Fable like a jerk and just completely screwed myself out of everything, and that kind of painted my experience for being a jerk. But this exactly. is this is like a more modern Bioware, where it's not that they do bad bad or only good good. It's that what they do bad is middle ground. You have to pick mm -hmm. an extreme to get benefits. So there is no gray area on this game. You you are totally rewarded for going all the way one way or the other. Yeah, I just think that how they've kind of punched or didn't do it well in previous games has kind of forced my hand in some ways to, to lean towards doing it that way just because... Like what she's. I don't want to get my either screw myself or go down a path sure. that's not as satisfying. So what I don't know about is how it works out in Inquisition. So I haven't heard anything about morality in that game, and I assume it has it. But... Inquisition, or is that a, a Dragon Age Inquisition? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's the only Dragon Age I haven't played yet. Me too. Well, I am continuing my journey through t through space. Um... Now we'll I want to play I... Dragon Age and buy and replay Mass Effect. Thanks, everybody. I want to replay Mass Effect as well, and then oh, I really want to replay Mass Effect and do it as Renegade <laughs> Anna, this time. 
Anna, you want to do a renegade playthrough of Mass Effect with me? No. We can watch Elcor's Shakespeare. No. Remember, you liked what I played of Andromeda. You're like, oh, I like watching you play this. Yeah. But now, no? Nah. Now, no. So there there actually is Elcor Shakespeare plays. It's not just the advertisement. Um... I think it's just an advertisement. I don't know that. Oh, but there, okay. there is other stuff playing off El- in Kindlers and Elcors and stuff like that. So, okay. Blasto. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to that yet. Blasto. <laughs> I- I'm also kind of sad because if I would have gotten into this game years ago, I could have bought me an Elcor plush. It's okay. By the third game, you'll want nothing more to do with Mass Effect. Don't worry about it. It's going to be a great <laughs> curve. They're going to take you full circle. By the end of it, you're like, okay, cool, I'm done. <laughs> no, you know, I actually like Mass Effect 3 a lot. I like it till the end. Other people hate it. I even like the end. Uh, no, to me, the, the ending wasn't just that last little bit. To me, the ending was like the last several hours, and they kind of started tying things be. up. It's just... Mm. But All people right, wanted that to be that last little cutscene to be the ending, where to me, it was, it was already starting after the, the patch, or before it was quote-unquote fixed? Before. Okay. The patch didn't really do much. I know. Yeah. So I remember reading what the patch did. And I'm like, ah, it's not worth going back and just to see what they did. But like that whole last battle where you had to, well, I don't want to spoil things. Yeah, don't, for... yeah, no, 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 not yet. We'll, we'll get there. Um, then we get to so go is... into the weird fan theories, and that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so barring any DLC, am I at the halfway point if I just ran into Caden and am recruiting oh, the second? I have no memory. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I have. Do you have a smith. full team? Like, is the full is the screen fully populated with people no, yet? No, I, I've got to go find those other people. But how I, many people do you have to choose from on a mission? Um, four. Four. So you got it like yeah. three more to find at least. Okay. So and then there's missions after you have everyone too. So. Because, uh, like I said, I got sucked into doing the character side quest because all of them just started opening up all at once. No, and that's a good idea because otherwise you have to do them all at the end, and then you're like, oh, I'm doing nothing but character side quests now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, universe and the Reapers, just you be on hold over here. I've got, <laughs> I've got some dates to go. <laughs> I've got to go mine planets. Emperor Mythos in the chat. Mass Effect 3's ending is like doing a complicated dismount in the gymnastics and then landing on your face. <laughs> the, uh, so did you like the little buggy? I can't remember what they call it. Oh, the, the Mako? One? Yeah. Um, I well, hated I, that. I liked it and disliked it at the same time because it was fun to drive, but then aiming with it was ass. Yep. <laughs> like Some people like hated it. Oh yeah, I always wondered if it. I didn't dislike it as much as I played that first game on PC, and it Uh, didn't seem to be quite as bad to control on PC. I think that is actually a true statement. Um, Yeah, and I also played it on PC, so maybe that's why I don't feel too bad about it. I but I didn't hate it. It was like eh, it was all right. It was kind of clunky, but I then I remember reading after like people were like hated it so much, and that was like one of the biggest complaints nonstop about the first one. Kelly, how addicted are you to scanning planets? Oh, I'm I'm so addicted to scanning planets. Oh, I've been watching just so many radio waves, watching for peaks. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? 
you know my favorite moment in Mass Effect 2 was booting up the planet map and realizing they didn't change the planet map music. Yay! Yep. I like the planet map music. It's very chill. <laughs> I was so worried they were going to change that on me. I'm like, no, it's still here. Yay. That game has such a great, like, epic movie score style score to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's fun. I, I'm loving it. What was the first game that I can recall that tried to make the game feel like a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the camera effects and everything, they, they, and the presentation. Kelly like, turned off the film play movie. Uh, Yeah. It, it was annoying me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you need that. No, well, she doesn't kept, believe me. <laughs> it kept making me think my TV was messing up because I've had issues <laughs> with my TV before. My TV's broken. Oh, it's a filter. It, oh, it, it's Ugh. it's bad enough that my stupid TV has like that auto brightness setting thing that does not like this game. You can't at turn all, that off. I, you have to like adjust the range on it. Oh. It's a very, I mean, it's like a very old flat screen TV. Okay. Um. We, we got it in an inheritance, so but I, I kind of refuse to get rid of it because it has so many ports for all my classic consoles. Ooh. So if it ever can't, goes out, I'm going to oh, be really annoyed. Can't underrate ports. Yeah. Hard, hard to find anything with a component port anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, got rid of those things. <laughs> which sucks because they were really good. Yeah, they I got know. rid of them because they're analog and you can't, uh, you know. Yeah, right. Protect them. But they're Um, the best thing for your GameCube. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can get a a receiver with with those, and and then they'll convert it to HDMI to your TV. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, They just they can run a little bit expensive. Mm -hmm. You need a Frammeister, Kelly. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to drop four hundred bucks on that. If you can get a used receiver, you can probably find it locally for probably like a hundred bucks. Oh. A new one's going to be expensive, yes, but I think a lot of people will send them selling those used for pretty cheap. I see, because I've I've got my PS2 and my Wii as a c- component, and oh, those look so good. Yep. Oh. Yeah. The, the only too. other thing I've been playing is Breath of the Wild, and I don't know what compelled me to pick that up again i think it was one of those nights where it was too early to go to bed but too late to really start anything up new in mass effect so i just booted that up and it's like okay i'll go find one shrine and then i'm done with this oh and now i need to go do the great fairy and i'm sucked back in (laughs) it works that game is so good though i've never finished it you never did no I got too sucked into upgrading all my gear because that's how I play games. And then just for some reason, just I started making lists. All right, here's the ingredients I need to go farm so I can finish all my gear upgrades and then I can go on to the next area and then go do Ganon. And I just never did it. I never finished it because my Wii U died. Um, <laughs> okay. I had finished the Wii U version and put like 100 hours into that. And then, if you recall, I um, ended up with my Switch and bought the DLC on the Switch version because I forgot that I had played the Wii U version. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's probably for the best because I'm likely never going to touch my Wii U again. <laughs> uh, it's a true statement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a bug up my butt and they'll put... Um, 
Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Switch. Uh, what I'm really holding out for for a Switch port is the uh, Twilight Princess remake. TPHDHD? Uh, yeah, that's what I want, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I think they should, all those HD remakes, I was just thinking this the other day, like, they should re they should re-release those for Switch. That would be a good idea. Put, put them on a dual card. Yeah, Wind Wait. Waker, Twilight Princess, throw on, um, I don't know, something else. Ocarina no, Master I, Edition, maybe. I, I just, big deal. I, yeah, it's just put them, put them both on the same cart, charge 60 bucks, and there you go, but... That that's a, that's too convenient for Nintendo. They'll never do that. Nope, can't do that. Yeah, we can't even that, make it. Be... <laughs> we can't even make your Animal Crossing back up to the cloud. Oh wait, yes we can, and we can restore the game, but we're going to limit you artificially. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Chris, watch the Animal Crossing direct. Can I you tell? I don't understand Nintendo. It won't work with cloud saves, but we can restore from the cloud in case you have a problem, but we'll only do it once. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know why. Why only once? Well, I mean, you know why they're they're not letting you restore from the cloud. No, I don't. Well, little Jimmy doesn't like that his sister got ahead of him, mm-hmm. so he's going to start a new game and shoot it up to the cloud to overrate the old one. Yeah, still that a problem like... as is. Yes, but it's less of a problem now. Why? Fewer because overriding the ca- overriding the game is still a problem. You can do that as many times as you yeah. want. It's the restore you're limiting. So all you're da- doing is making it harder to fix what little Jimmy did. You okay. Didn't, you didn't stop little Jimmy from doing it. No, but little Jimmy's probably not going to be able to play the Switch anymore because he's a little punk. <laughs> okay, but that's still the case either way. Like, if parents can punish him either way, if you can restore or not restore. I feel like there needs to be some better parental controls surrounding cloud saves. I just, I don't understand the point you're making, because it sounds like... You, you could just have more than one save. Yeah. No! <laughs> Very funny. More than one switch. No. Yeah, heaven forbid you have an account system that works across multiple switches. But then they couldn't sell you Mario 3 for the 20th time. But I guess that's what they're doing. So that you have, um, since it's switch locked, your account on a new switch gives you a new town that's all yours. So this encourages you to buy more switches for the family? Maybe that's what they're going for. I don't think so, because they let you play with eight people on a single Switch. Yeah, but if they want their own island, you got to get them their own Switch. I don't know. I don't know. Why can't you share, Chris? You're I impossible. I just don't get it. I don't get it, Nintendo. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. I don't necessarily agree with Also, what my doing. monitor just stopped working. Um, In a weird way. Cool. Like, I can tell in the XSplit preview what's going on on my right screen, and I can interact with it because I can see the cursor in the XSplit preview, but, like, I can't see any of that on the monitor itself. Did you kick out the cord again? Is that a thing I could do? Yeah. Let How many times have you kicked out my cord? I do it to yours, but not to mine. <sighs> All right. 
So. I mean, I've done it. I've done that before. My uh, HDMI mini uh, cable can be a little bit wonky at times. Is it time for feedback? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn on the light in here if you need to. No, I mean, I can't see anything on the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have feedback. We Yay. asked people to recommend Mass Effect DLCs to Kelly. And uh, Shaman says, money, I Kelly. recommend whatever makes the Mako not handle like a steakhouse when it's built like a bistro. I don't know what that means, but it sounds either. like good advice. All right. Also, in light of the confusion over Red 13 species, canine or feline, I recommend adopting the same stance we adopted for Raikou, Entei, and Suicine for 20 years. Red 13 is therefore a gerbil affected by the Mako. I... What? <laughs> well, I don't remember what the stance we adopted 20 years ago was. Do you? Well, is Raikou and Entei and Suicine dogs or cats? They the answer confirm... is no. I mean, they yes, at this point, recently. they've confirmed that they're cats. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Lion, tiger, and leopard. There you go. But for 20 years, it was like, what are they? Uh, they're radioactive gerbils. Raikou. No, let's look at an image of a Raikou. Chris? The nope. answer has been solved. You don't need to delve into Definitely this mystery. No, I'm telling you, like, why was this ever a question? Raikou, Suikune. Anyways. There's, there's Eastern okay. creatures called food dogs, and that's what they look like, too. Food dogs? Yeah. It's a Foo mythical dog. Chinese creature. Oh, those things. Scar, those are like yeah. cats, too, though. Writes in and says meows oh. are pretty adorable. They are. Strawberry eggs. Hey, eggs Eggs helps me out here. Picross, Lord of the Nazarak, is based on the Overlord anime. Oh, it and is. it has indeed been released domestically. Funime released oh. all three seasons on Blu-ray and DVD, and it has its streaming on their website and app. I've only ever seen the first episode of Overlord, so I can't speak to its quality, but it is one of the many... Oh, uh, it's a is- light novel that was adopted. Isekai okay. light novel series adapted into an anime. I don't know what that means. Kelly, help me out. Light novels isekai. are... What's an isekai? Uh, it, it means like you 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 go from the real world into like a fantasy world. Oh, like oh. my yeah okay. God accidentally killed me. Here's a cell my phone. My mom's three hit yeah. combo is better than my three hit combo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually has an insanely long title. Yes, that's. Very um, I got reincarnated as a slime. Now I have to do dirty things, and you should watch our anime. <laughs> uh, Featherhoof writes in and says, "Question of the week: As someone who made a top ten favorite games of the decade video recently and placed certain Mass Effect games someone pretty high in the video, I think I have some insight here." So Featherhoof says. Mass Effect 1. The only one that adds anything is Bring Down the Sky. Mass Effect 2. Zaid and Kasumi are definite gets because who doesn't want a full roster? Lair of the Shadow Broker and Arrival are also most get- oh, gets. Oh, Kelly, I guess you won't have two slots in your character oh. to select because you don't have the DLC characters. Oh, yeah. Lame. They're good characters, but yeah. He also says skip Firewalker. Um, yeah, you can skip Mass Effect Walker. 3, Citadel. Get Citadel without hesitation. It is the best DLC of the trilogy. Yep. Yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's only the best. Part of that is all the characters. So you need the characters in me too to make, to round out. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, From Ashes fills your roster, and you get to watch Liara's reaction to said character if you put them together when you go to the Asari homeworld. 
Leviathan shouldn't be DLC because it has heavy and important lore stuff. The Omega DLC is fun, but not as important. Although it does give you a female Turian party member. Temporarily, I think. Yes. Which one's the Turians? The bird-like. Uh, Garrus is a Turian. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Featherhoof. That's very helpful. So, thank yeah, the you. The plot in, DLC in Citadel is not important, Emperor Mythos points out in the chat room. And I agree. <laughs> but we're not here for the plot. <laughs> we're here to watch Shepherd dance. <laughs> <laughs> have you been dancing a shepherd kelly oh, whenever oh, you can yeah. i love her i love her little white people oh, shuffle it's just <laughs> delightful that's like the dance that i do when somebody's like are you, are, you, are you in a bad mood I'm like no shuffle shuffle especially with my character being such a karen resting bitch face And also the look that she gets when she looks at strippers is also hilarious. Mm. <laughs> All right. It's time for the news. Shenmue 3 is getting its second DLC this week. Deep Silver and developer EaseNet have announced the second DLC entitled Story Quest Pack will be coming to Shenmue 3 on February 18th. Uh, Yay? Yeah, I don't know. You encounter someone from the, a previous game to kick off a new quest. Okay, great. Um, next. <laughs> Outward's getting some DLC. It's a survival RPG, remember? And it's hardcore survival elements, including wounds that can become infected. That sounds fun. If you want DLC for it, go get it. It's out uh, spring. <laughs> That's all we got is spring. Gothic is getting a remake. It's going to happen. The thing no one asked for. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go back and look. It's like two. Who wanted Gothic remake? Jonathan, did you want a Gothic remake? I can take it or leave it. All I right. never played the original. The I most swear super- they like did a Kickstarter for this or some sort of like crowd interest <laughs> campaign and it failed. But now they're <laughs> like, just gonna do no, it anyways. Really, we're gonna do it. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that's funny if it is. Alright. Next we've got Little Town Heroes getting the big idea edition in June which is a collector's edition for Little Town Hero. It's physical. Um, it's 50 bucks. And uh, Oh, and it got June announced 2nd. for PS4. Oh, yeah. And at the same time as the PS4 edition? Okay. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Initially, it was Switch. Was it? Now it's both? Yes. Yeah, and now okay. not only is it getting a physical edition via Nisa, it's also been announced for the PS4. Okay. So you get the collector's edition for PS4 or Switch, or you can wait and get the, the PS4 digital edition, I assume, right? Well, anyway. Oh, the digital edition date has not been confirmed. <laughs> They're just talking about the physical edition now. That's kind of weird. All right. Bombing Quest is coming to Steam Early Access uh, on March 4th. It's from Team Puh. 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 P-U-H. I don't know how to say it. Puh. I don't know. All right. You Puh? are an amnesiac dwarf who wakes up in a templo just, uh, with just their exosuit and a support robot. And what do you do? Oh. It's Bomberman. It's a Bomberman RPG. There was a Bomberman RPG. Is it, it an was RPG? Them a thing? It's freaking Bomberman, though. Yeah. Look at this. Well, hey, if Konami's not going to make them, someone else should. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, look at the boss fights and stuff. All right, cool. Go Bomberman. 
I mean, uh, bombing quest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> totally not copyright infringement game. <laughs> Ease Memories of Celseta and Ease Oath and Felgana have PC versions, and they've got new audio options added to yeah, them. Yeah, so they're they're both getting or both got a PS4 edition. And so since they had to do additional voice acting for those, they backported it back into the PC version. Okay, I think there's well, more than that. Ghana, they just took it from the PSP game. There you go. Oh, right. For the PC. And they're on sale. Should I get either of these? No? Okay, cool. We have them on the Vita. I didn't ask to play them on the Vita. Okay. Nobody wants to... Nobody's asking to play things on the Vita. Except me. Yeah. Even you don't touch the Vita anymore. Yeah, that's true. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is getting an ex... Uh, I don't know. War of the Visions, which is a new version of the game. It's... It's... We don't know what so it is So this game yet. end just so they could bring it out again with a new... Was the original one a tactical RPG? No, no it was turn-based. Yeah. It's so, a spin-off to Brave Exodus. Yeah, so this yeah. feels like it may be a standalone-ish game with yes. a different combat No, it is a, definitely a standalone game. Sorry, um, instead of being a gotcha fest, it sounds like this oh. may be a purchase game. Oh, but I doubt it's that It's hard to say. <clears throat> Pre-registrations for the free-to-play it's game free-to-play. are available now on oh, Android, Anna. Damn. So there you go. It is a gotcha game. Damn it. it really does have a FFT look to it. Yeah, it, it looks so fun. That looks good, but um, as we all know, Square Enix plus free-to-play equals bad. Don't touch it. I liked uh, Record Keeper. You like Record Keeper, and people like um, Brave Exvius. <laughs> um, Opera Omina is really good, too. Isn't that one gone? No. No. Oh. No, it's being constantly updated. But they want all your monies. They are not respectful you... of your money and your I'm time. Actually, it. I would say that Opera Omnia is really ge- uh, generous with its in-game currency, almost yeah. mo- to the point where it beats out Record Keeper. Yeah. The only reason why I don't play Opera Omnia more is because um, it ne- requires an internet connection. Yeah. I think you're all just... I mean, if this thing was 60 bucks on Switch, I would totally drop 60 bucks. Yeah, I play Opera yeah. Omnia, I don't know. That would be great. Once every couple of weeks. Not an option. And then I forget about it for a little while, and then I'm like, oh, I want to play this again. And then I play it for yeah, a little bit, um, and then I drop it. Same way. Do you see? Okay. Even when they're generous of giving you free currency, it still requires an epic time investment in order to avoid paying money in these games. They're never balanced right. Even Record Keeper. Well, I mean, uh, they're bounced really right for to, what their goal is, but not for. They're not really meant to the be end. marathon. They're meant to be play for a little bit in the car forever and never end before work. <sighs> that's how exactly how I played Record Keeper. I know, but that's. I don't want that in my TRPG. I want a story. With an end. This looks like it has a story. Well, then I'm never going to be able to get to the end of it because it won't be designed to get there. If it I has think a story, you're being a negative Nelly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot how delightful the free to play <laughs> game market has become. I mean, I think the only one that was like really horrible was um, All the Bravest, which, yeah, that one was very and predatory. Surprise, and it shut down. Yeah. The, the like three game, the three Final Fantasy games that all had really predatory RMT. 
um, have all failed. I'm telling you here now, either this game doesn't have a, uh, a very deep story, and so you have a lot of random maps that you're playing on, so who cares? Or you do have a story, but the content gate is gated behind lots of time investment or purchasing. And it's neither, it's not going to be both. Uh, we'll see. All right. Pre-register today on the App Store on Android. If you pre-register, you get in-game bonuses based on the total number of pre-registrations. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a trailer you can go and check out. Uh, you can see the the espers that they show off. Um, it certainly looks very pretty and has definite tactics vibes. I hope it does turn out to be something pretty awesome. Um, it's free to play, so my expectations are very low. Sorry. I, for- I forgot. Was Dimensions 2 free to play? No, you had to... Oh, Dimensions 2. Yeah, no, Dimensions 1 was by. I don't know. And I played Dimensions 2. Dimensions 1, you got the first chapter for free, and then you had to buy every uh, progressive Dimensions chapter. Dimensions 2 was listed for Dimension 15 bucks on was Google Play. originally a gacha game in Japan. Mm. By the time it came out here, it had been converted to a purchase game. Okay. And all of the things that you used to get via Gotcha were um, threaded into oh, Quest Can we rewards. have that here, please? Yeah. How about you put some games up on Apple Arcade, Square Enix? Try that out. Um, oh, wait, yeah, they like, did. like they um, did, and it didn't work out well, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, and that's a longer, different conversation because <laughs> they converted it poorly to a not to a a non-gotcha game, right? Well, no, it's it's it was probably a 3DS game to start. Oh, but you remember the conversation right. that you and I were having the other day where like a bunch of developers have gotten together and kind of realized that games that are console-style games don't do well on Apple Arcade. It turns out that phone games do best on Apple Arcade. Sounds like no games do best on Apple Arcade. Oh, no. There are some games that are doing extremely well in Apple Arcade. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Not the ones we care about, apparently. Or we, the the people who follow game podcasts and news websites, I guess. I sure. Don't I don't know. Nothing you're playing. Neocap. Uh, you played that, and that's done, and that's a console-style game. It isn't. Oh, come on. It's a narrative text adventure. Or a narrative uh, visual novel. That's intended to play, be played in small segments and can be repeated. And it's that's short not a and console it's not much game. of a repeat and you're not playing it anymore, are you? The I played ga- it three times. Phone games is like um, Clash of Clans, Anna. And okay. you aren't playing any games like that. Um, oh, wait, except the wait. one. You're playing one. You're playing the stupid Zookeeper game. No. <laughs> Not that's not an Apple Arcade game. And no, but I, that's a phone game. That's a freaking phone game. That's what you talk about when that you, game that you had me start, where I drag my finger around the enemies and then I go chop 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 chop. Oh yeah, I had you try that, but you didn't stick with it. Um, I'm on level sixty. Oh, you have been still playing. Yes, it? I've never seen you play it since that first okay. night. Okay. Oh, you're playing. Uh, what's it called? Uh, G. G mm, yeah, that one. Apple Arcade. List Probably of the games. only one doing well. <laughs> Uh, um, gosh, what is it called? Oh, who knows? Apple Arcade, full list of games. Uh, this is A to Z, so hang on. You you keep doing the news, and I'll figure out what the hell this game is called. 
No, no, I like the idea of bringing the podcast to a complete halt. Halt. Cat Quest Two, I played. You did play Cat Quest Two, console style game. I played Dear Reader. Actually, I'm still playing Dear Reader. Dear Reader is different. That's a phone game. Is it? Yes. You play that much? Yeah. Okay. I play it at least once a week. It's That's fun. I get to put one. in. I get to put in all the words. It's I really would be interesting. Surprised to hear them say that that's successful. Oh, we need to play a fold apart. Grindstone. Grindstone. That's the one. It started with G, just like I thought. Yes, I got the first letter right. Death End Request is getting a Western release, Anna. Death End Request Two. Death End Request Two. Did we get Death End Request? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pas- I think Pascal reviewed it. Yeah. Pascal reviewed it. Yeah, so no official release date, just uh, North America and Europe on PS4 sometime in 2020. Was the first one any good? No? It got an okay review from okay. that. It, it was no. middling to, to decent. All right. That's a third-person action game with harem mechanics? Sure. Well, okay. it's iffy. All right, cool. Arafel is dropping in March. This is a pretty decent-looking uh, 16-bit-style RPG. Apparently, it's been out on PC for like four years or something. Yes. It's an open adventure with turn-based combat. Um, It's been on PC for a while. It's trying to blend ideas of Eastern and Western-style RPGs. It kind of looks like anime, the game. March 26, 2020, coming up for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. Anime, the game, means what? RPG Maker? Um, no, it's just like really all RPGs are anime. anime. No, this is this is really um, anime. Lunar says hi. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that a game being anime is nope. a bad thing. Nope. So what is this? 32 bit ish? You think? They say 16 bit, but I'm seeing 32 bit ish elements. Yeah. This is I, a this is uh, one hell of a SNES, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 24 bit. Uh, yeah, 24 bit. <laughs> sure. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how it works. Well, pe- people were calling Shovel Knight 12-bit Which is for the same stupid. reason. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Because it's between 8 and 16? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is the 8 and 16 graphic limitations is one thing. The power of the consoles is just kind of we associate with the size of the chips we had then. It doesn't mean you can have a 16-bit chip that's not more powerful. It's, you could. And, oh, it doesn't matter. <sighs> Well, that was the whole talk with like the TurboGrafx-16, right? So the yeah. graphics were more 16-bit level, but the processor was more like the NES. Mm. The, to me, this Airfell looks very Super Nintendo vibe. It's like an overclocked SNES. It's, pro- it's probably a Super Nintendo with a <gasps> better color palette. It's like the if you take that uh, PC engine and stack all the hardware on it, <laughs> it's what you get. 16 uh, the cd the c well not just the cd you got the cd you got the uh what is it called pc engine tower there's like a name for this stupid thing Uh, are you talking about the tower of power for the genesis well that's good too uh that's not what i was going for but pc engine i mean you get the super graphics but that's a different setup but it's really just the TurboGrafx 16 with the CD add-on is all it was, and you have the little. Oh right, PC Engine is Super Graphics. See, I'm an idiot. Yep. To get the Super Graphics for which there was like two games for, right? Yeah, it's more like (laughs) that was more like an arcade emulator type device. Get the Duo. Just get the Duo and call it good. Yeah. Yep. They're expensive though. 
All right. There was something else I thought I was thinking of, and I wasn't. All right. RFL, coming in March to all the other things besides PC. Looks pretty. I don't remember if it's good or not. I need to look for a review. Hellpoint is getting a sequel chapter for free. Tiny Build and Cradle Games have released Hellpoint The Thespian Feast as a free download on Steam. It's a standalone sequel chapter to Hellpoint, despite the main game not being released yet, <laughs> featuring a new protagonist and taking place several years later. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different way to go to, to draw oh, up interest. Oh, Tiny Build. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but yeah, play the sequel before the game's out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nahulbuk. Yeah, no one seems to know how to pronounce Nahul this. Nahulbuk. The Dungeon of Nahulbuk. N-A-H-E-U-L-B-E-U-K. The Amulet of Chaos. Uh, the game is a tactical RPG based on French author John Lang's Le Donjon de Nahulbuk parody audio series. Parody series? Oh, but it's in French, so I can't enjoy it myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the game's not in French. So this is based off that. So what is this? Another Bard's Tale or something? What is, what's going on here? It's a silly game? It's coming no out clue. in summer. I guess it's not out yet, so we don't know. <laughs> so look forward to that. We'll have more news as it releases. Other Side is coming out in summer. Which Focus... is weird because it's Other Side, like C. Cider. Yeah, like Suicide or Fratricide. Genocide. Or genocide. Yeah. Tactical RPG set to release in the summer for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It puts you in command of an army of daughters, that D is capitalized. They are echoes of the world's greatest warrior in a battle against beings from a different dimension known as the Others. This sounds creepy as hell. What is going on? So there's no color in these screenshots. There's a lot of like, well, suggestive. It's black, white, and red. Oh, Anna. You can't see the red. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's just like red scarves and stuff going on here. Yeah. So that's what's going on. <laughs> no wonder you can't see it. And some blood. Yep. Really this game funny. is probably not going to be for me. <laughs> I don't know if it's for anybody, but uh, you check out the screenshot, see if it's for you, and like that's a suggestive photo. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, the one that she's in the barbed yeah. wire. Yeah, yeah. Crowdfunding yeah. check-in. Botnet Ramshackle Robotics and GeneForge One Mutagen. So Botnet Ramshackle Robotics is I don't know. It's a thing. I don't know anything about it. It's on Kickstarter. No, it's on Indiegogo. They want 32K. They're at 4,400 for what is it? Uh, how much to get a game? It is what? These perks are not. 19 bucks? None of the perks are described on the side menu. Oh, I have to click on it. Okay. Uh, I want the game. It's 19 bucks. And uh, I want to spend all my money. I could be the ultra fan for. and get a pixel art portrait. Okay? All right, so the check, this game is a, what do they call it? Turn-based strategy and roguelites experience. They're bringing them together to create a unique and endlessly replayable strategy experience. So turn-based roguelike. Turn-based tactical. Turn-based, no, not tactical. Turn-based robot. Yeah, okay. That's that one. Into the breach. <laughs> Yes, Gene Force 1 Mutagen is the planned remaster of the first part of the Gene Forge series. I call it Gene Force. It's Gene Forge. I've never heard of Gene Forge. Have I? Should I have? Oh, it's an old game. Old, old PC isometric game. PC game. 
Uh, it's a true cult classic of indie games, a groundbreaking role-playing series with ideas that are still fresh and bizarre games. This is what they say. We started it way back in the year 1999. Uh... You can use diplomacy to win. You can kill people to win. You can pick factions and want to eat the meet the final evil boss, find out he's actually reasonable, switch sides and join him and still get a good ending. You can do that. Oh, I like that. And you get to make an army of um, custom-made mutant monsters. That sounds fun. That sounds like it could be fun. So, um, yeah, Spiderweb Software is the people doing this. They make, isn't Spiderweb who makes, like, Avernum. Exile, Geneforge, Avernum, Avedon, and Queen's Wish. So they do lots of these isometric things. Okay. So they're going to remaster it, so I'll wait and play when it's remastered. If you want to play 500 bucks, you can design an artifact. That's what's left for the lots of money. If you just want the game, it's 20 bucks. That is on Kickstarter. They have met their goal of 30000 They're at 55000 All right. Azure Lane. Crosswave has a review. What is this game? Is this it's a visual a novel? It's an iffy game. Oh, so no, but okay, this is an iffy game. All right, and that girl has a lot of guns strapped to her. Okay, cool. I don't know anything about it. There's ladies, there's guns, there's anime. Azure Lane. Two and a half out of five, says Alex. Sounds <laughs> like an iffy game. Anna Marie reviewed the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. And then she started watching the TV show and found the TV show is much better than the than the game. I don't know if I'd call it better. Oh, you don't like it better? Hmm. <laughs> okay. She just kept talking about, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense. They just skipped Yeah, so there's the a game. bunch of stuff that makes a lot of sense. A lot more sense now that I've like seen it in visuals. So like there's these little black things mushroomy thingies that eat people mm. and it's like i don't understand why when you knock the enemy into those they take tons of damage and now i do understand because it's in the show mm. i need to finish watching that tv show yeah there's puppets they're doing practical effects, and I like that, but I don't know that the game's really catching, or the story's really catching me from what I've watched over Anna's shoulder. Two and a half out of five for the review, says Anna Marie. Um, and it's apparently not safe work. No, Nintendo Switch is what that means. Okay. That was a bad <laughs> acronym choice. Okay. It's GCNNSW. That was still a bad choice. All right. Knocked the True Tales of Robin Hood, which is a visual novel. Or no, it's a straight up just text adventure, more or less. Um, Ryan McCarthy reviewed this for Adventure Corner, I assume. No, it's a review. It's oh. a it's an RPG. Well, and uh, yeah, so there you go. You can think go... of it like a lit RPG, but it's a game. Okay, what does that mean? No. That's wrong. No. <laughs> That's funny. He played it 42 hours across two playthroughs. He engaged by the mixture of role-playing and resource management. Three out of five. Go read the review on the site right now. Adventure Corner. Here's a definite adventure game. Coffee Talk. Anna-Marie, you reviewed that as well. We've talked about it on the podcast in the past. Um, oh, I said you reviewed it, but really you just put up a thing. We don't review. Zach Webster puts up an impression. Hey, I forgot I played this this morning. 
Uh, Zach Webster put up an impression of World of Horror. I actually played this on my Game Pass account this morning. Um, I went through the tutorial mission and started a regular mission and decided I don't want to play this game. Um, so you can go see what Zach thinks about it. But World of Horror, it is a... It's a point-and-click adventure slash game with combat and inventory management, and you have to figure out how to get the right endings by solving puzzles and collecting the right things and clicking on them in the right order before you run out of time and, and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of management of stuff, and it didn't seem very fun to me. But, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like design that you can... You start World of Horror, and and then like you have five mysteries you need to solve, and it can randomly pull mysteries that you haven't played before, or so it's like you, each playthrough can be a little different, and you get good or bad endings for each mystery, and then it prepares you for your final showdown with the old god that's being revived, um, and there's lots of weird, scary-looking enemies, and it wasn't too scary, I found, but it was just lots of management of inventory and worrying about oh i did that wrong i want to do it right and then i'm like oh but i got four more mysteries to solve and uh, i don't feel like playing this <laughs> it just felt like too much work <laughs> but maybe i'm wrong uh it's got a cool little uh, aesthetic and music uh you can even put in the full screen view of like where it shows you your old 1980s looking computer and a window um in your room and you're playing at night with the lights off so that's creepy too uh, so you can see all that going on while you're playing this old 80s horror game that it's trying to pretend to be. So uh, go read the impression from Zach if you'd like and uh, check it out. Or play it on Game Pass now. Neo 2 goes gold. Last Chance Trial is announced. What's, what is that? Oh, there's a trial. Okay. From 12 a.m. Pacific, Friday, February 28th to midnight on the March 1st. No, midnight on February 28th, so it's a whole day. No, 11.59 on March 1st, so I guess you get two, three, four, a whole weekend. The whole weekend, including Friday and Monday, so there you go. Hey, you know what I just realized? Nope. That Mistwalker game still isn't out on Apple Arcade. Okay, I don't remember that. Fantasian, yep. the one where Gooch is like, we're handcrafting everything. Yeah, well, it takes a while. Ganbari Super Strikers is releasing this month. It's a, a turn-based soccer RPG coming out for PS4 and Vita. There you go, Anna. <laughs> Vita there you means dig out your Vita. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, you wanted to play your Vita. Now you get a chance. You have to play this on Vita. You're assigned the review. I'm, I'm already it. working on a review. No, you'll be done by that. Empire Sin was delayed till fall of 2020. Uh, it's a strategy RPG set in Chicago during 1920s Prohibition era. So you get to pick a crime boss and manage them. So that sounds cool, but it's I'm been delayed. About that one. Yeah. Experiment 101 has confirmed that Biomutant is still in development. I've been wondering about whether or not this was still in development. And they say, yes, they are still working on it. Uh, that's an open so world action. they their head up and said, I'm, we're not dead yet? Yep. It's an open-world RPG combining kung fu and a post-apocalyptic setting where you're like playing as an anthropomorphic animal that's been mutated, and you get new mutations and stuff um, because it's post-apocalyptic world and all the humans are dead. PC, PS4, Xbox One, they're still working on it. See, I kept confusing this one with Mutant Year Zero. Yep, different game. 
And I remember being confused when that came out as well. Hey, Monster Hunter Riders is out in Japan. This is um, the free-to-play iOS RPG based kind of like on Monster Hunter Stories lore, more or less. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's its own story, but you still have riding of monsters. So it's more like that Monsties sort of game than like regular uh, Monster Hunter. Uh, it's out in Japan, iOS, Android, still no wor- word on a Western release. And it is a free-to-play game, so don't expect uh, to respect your time or your money. But, you know, I'm biased. Element Space has come to consoles in March, or is coming to console in March. PS4, Xbox One for $25 on March 24th. That's a sci-fi RPG. Uh, I don't know. We played this in PAX forever ago, Anna. You don't remember. Uh, it was kind of like a tactical turn-based RPG with space. Yeah, okay. Hang on. Let me pull up a screenshot. Oh, yeah, this was the one that I wasn't interested in, but you were yeah. like, this is cool. Yeah. It's an XCOM-style game, Jonathan. <laughs> All right. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts HD collections have been released on Xbox One. The 1.5, 2.5 Remix Bundle for 50 bucks, The 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue for 60 And Kingdom Hearts 3 will join Xbox Game Pass on February 25th. So all these bundles don't go on to Game Pass. Just the new game. Figure that one out. All right. they they got to make some money somehow. It is yeah. nice that the JRPGs are finally kind of coming back to uh, Xbox. Yeah. After like several years, it where just waits till the platform to be them. about to be replaced, and then you get a you get all the things on it. Oh, I guess it doesn't matter though, does it? Because the next platform is going to be all compatible with everything. So, hmm. well, Xbox is. We'll see about Sony. Yeah, I don't know if we will. We're almost out of February. We heard anything about PS Five? Uh, don't don't you think it's possible that the uh, the virus going around in China could be delaying the uh, the the build up to it no everything i've heard about that virus is it's not that big of a deal no all right Uh, what do we got going on anna what's next question of the week oh question of the week for this week is do you play demos so there's been a bunch of demos that have come out recently like the linkerser one and two demo and a couple of uh, the pokemon mystery dungeon dx demo and so i just want to know do you play demos sometimes i used to i don't if it's something i'm curious about i will um the demo is how i got sucked into uh Dragon Quest Builders. Sorry, Josh. Sometimes no, no, demos no. are as much as I play of a game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the newer trend that they've done with demos where basically it's just like, oh, hey, here's the first like three hours of this RPG and you can carry over your progress into the game. If yeah, because like. then people yes. hack it and you can play the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, last that's... time I played a demo is I played the Project Octopath Traveler demo and the Lost Sphere demo back to back in June of 2018, and I good job. It looks like I have not played a demo since. Um, the Dragon Qu- or not Dragon Quest? I'm sorry, uh, Monster Hunter 
uh, Pokemon clone did, did it the best where they like left the demo off at a cliffhanger yep. and your progress carried over. So what about, do you consider betas a demo? Um, I tend to not play betas unless I'm being paid or credited. I do not consider them a demo. Yeah. But then, like, I mean, they, and what is early access, different. you know? Ugh. But to me, a lot of times playing the beta or early access or something is kind of like playing demo-ish in a way for the player, even though that's not the intent for the... Some be- some betas designer. are really structured like that. Like, we've got mm-hmm. the self-contained mission with no story. Um, it, you're kind of demoing the game. Oh, Anthem. <laughs> wow, I like that he immediately knew which game you were no, talking about. No, there's story in Anthem's demo, or beta, whatever it was. <laughs> All right. You Here's... I feel like your argument is unconvincing. <laughs> the new game releases for the week. Uh, February 25th sees Gombre Super Strikers. You're going to play that on the Vita, Anna. I'm telling you. Wasteland Remastered for PC and Xbox One. I have that installed on my PC right now. Huh. No, not Wasteland 1 Remastered. Yeah. Oh, it's pre, pre-loaded or something. Yeah, okay. maybe. Because of Xbox Game Pass. Oops. All right. Rune Factory 4 special for the Switch. Yeah, I'm getting this. I can't wait. Oh, okay. Are you actually going to Are you serious? Yeah, no, I couldn't I'm gonna tell. Play okay. It. All right. <laughs> 2 Point Hospital for the Switch PS4 and Xbox 1? No, those aren't the 25th. Oh, those, those are just things that are coming out this week. Oh, okay. That, so Alex's are dated on the left-hand side, and then the weird crap that I pull out is on the right-hand side. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so 25th <laughs> is Gombre Wasteland and Room Factory. February 26th is Gombre Super Strikers for the Xbox One, because that's a day later for some reason. Hero Must Die for PC and PS4. February 25th is Hero Must Die for Switch. And then 27th. 28th, and then 28th, whatever, 28th is Gombre. So this is the same game eight times. Gombre <laughs> Super Strikers for the Switch now on the 28th. I don't care anymore. Then we got four other games. Two Point Hospital for the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I don't know when it's coming out, but sometime this week, apparently. It's out now. Dark Tower RPG Puzzle Dungeon. What? <laughs> Dark Tower RPG Dungeon Puzzle for the Switch. What is this garbage, Anna? Isn't that amazing? What I love it? that name. It's based off the Dark Tower series, I assume? I don't know. I just, I love the name. You don't even know name. what Dark Tower like, is, do you? This sounds like a train wreck. Do you know I what Dark Tower make, is? I have to make Chris say this. Do you know what Dark Tower is? No. All it's, right, so here Stephen, is the description. It's a Stephen King series. Anna. Dark Tower is a brutal permadeath game, a deadly tower room of death exploration game where your every move is critical puzzle your way to the very top of the tower by unlocking oh. doors with a brutally limited number of keys face dangerous enemies such as goblin skeleton mages vampires and more this apparently isn't related to the dark tower step into <laughs> the dark tower oh. you will die a lot the name is literally like the most generic and then just like genre names. <laughs> RPG dungeon RPG puzzle. Dungeon puzzle shmup first person shooter. How much is this on the Switch, Anna? Uh five dollars. Five dollars. Yep, I was gonna oh, say yeah. with a title like that, that's five dollars. <laughs> Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler Bundle, where they're re for putting out a port of a couple old games in a that couple? <laughs> Try eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Switch PS4. Uh, a lot of people look forward to that. So many um, Kunio Kun and Double Dragon games in that. And then Speed Dating for Ghosts? <laughs> 
Pull it up. Read the description. I, it's amazing. I don't even know where to pull it. All right. Speed dating for ghosts. Oh, it's already on Steam. Great. Yeah, but it came out on Switch this week. Branching dialogue, hard choices, a cemetery's worth of phantoms, wraiths, and poltergeists looking for love in all the blight places. <laughs> <laughs> Done. You finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Part horror, part comedy, and kind of sort of heartbreaking, Speed Dating for Ghosts is a game like no other about finding companionship and closure in the afterlife. Meet more than a dozen ghosts of oh so many backgrounds, genders, and time periods. Learn how they died as well as how they lived, then help them find peace. If they like you enough to open up, at least. Based on what you say and how you say it, some dates may turn ugly. Turns out not everyone gets along, even in the afterlife. <laughs> yep. Oh, did she run away? No, she just stared at me like it was terrible. <laughs> I I kind of want to pick up this speed dating for ghosts. Yeah, go for it. What do I care? <laughs> just to see what it's like. I'm dying to meet you on the 28th of November. This Steam Chris. screenshot says. <laughs> Would you play this with me, Chris? No. Aww. I'll sit there while you play it, though. We have other games to play. We have. This guy has a football, like, literally in his skull. Oh, I think he got hurt. He I also just... has... What? You're pretty what? hot for a ghost. This person's in a piece of concrete or something. Okay. <laughs> I rob banks. Don't judge. This yeah. is a weird game. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put it on here. All right. Uh, thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Sure thing. Thanks, Jonathan. I don't forget you. I know. I was. I could have just like stayed quiet the whole time and just popped in and <laughs> might have not even known who was talking. Secret Jonathan. Could have been a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. I'm Anna Marie Privateer, and uh, this is the end of our show. So, hey, if you want to answer our question of the week, Which lots of ways is? to do so. Do you, Do you play, play demos? demos? Uh, email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. I checked the email this week. There was no feedback. How dare you? There, there was some guy from China who wants to send me money in case he dies from the coronavirus. Someone emailed me, Anna, and they said they're going to send pictures of me looking at um, naughty X websites with girls. I have unique tastes, and they're going to send those pictures to you if I don't pay them in Bitcoin. Cool. I look forward to you it. You look forward to the pictures. You, want them. <laughs> you can call or text at 608-729-4098. Um, or you can be like a Vaughn and Power Lord and Emperor Mythos. And I don't think Daniel's here today. Um, and join us every Saturday at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. At 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. So next week, there may or may not be a show. Are your parents here next week? Yes. There will not be a show then. Yes. And the Aww. week after, I think. So I have, uh, we're surprising my mom by having my brother and his kids drive down at the same time they're flying. I know. What if she listens to the show? My mother does not listen to the RPG cast. <laughs> <laughs> but A for effort. I tried. 
So yeah, um, and there I I have two nephews. One's four, and one's like mm, babe in arms, and they just tend to be noisy, and so it it might be a little hard to do a podcast while they're here. Um, so assume no, and be pleasantly surprised if yes. Which is a shame because the weekday podcast could be fun. Yeah, but they get here on Thursday. Yeah, kids running around. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put them in the bathroom with an iPad. They'll be fine. Oh, the bathroom's right next to the office. Um, put them in the basement with an iPad? Oh, the basement's kind of cool. Put them in the freezer. No. I'm ending this show because I need to have a long conversation with my spouse. Well, unplug the freezer. You won't get cold. <sighs> All right. Did you not watch that episode of Punky Brewster? No. Okay. This one doesn't have a handle that locks. He can come out whenever he wants. Jeez. You guys think I'm trying to kill the kid. Goodness. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you in... at some point. Bye-bye. Apparently, I'm going bye to bye. prison. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.